Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the pastoral epistles of St. Paul with this message entitled, The Gospel of God's Grace, preached October 11th, 2015. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. St. Paul exhorted Timothy his beloved son in the faith to fan into flame the gift of the Holy Spirit that was in him that he may not be ashamed of the gospel but that he may join with the apostle to proclaim the gospel and suffer and die for the gospel in the power of God. Friends, It is the will of God that all true believers suffer for the gospel. So Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 3, so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. You know quite well that we were destined for them. And 2 Timothy 3.12, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. The gospel declares that Christ Jesus, by his death and resurrection, destroyed the wages of our sin, which is death. And brought life and immortality to light. Friends, every unbeliever should be afraid. But not believers in Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 1, 9 and 10 gives us, therefore, a summary of this glorious gospel of our salvation. The point number one is God saved us. True believers in Jesus are able to suffer and die for the gospel. I said true believers in Jesus are able to suffer and die for the gospel in the power of God. Because God has already saved us. From eternal death by his eternal purpose, plan, initiative, and action. Our Heavenly Father in eternity, before we were born, before history, before time, before creation, planned our salvation and gave us to his Son to save us. So the Lord Jesus prayed in John 17, I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me. They are yours. I'm saying in eternity, God the Father gave us to Jesus Christ to save us and given him grace to save us. And I am saying, in eternity, 
God loved us as he loves his own son Jesus Christ May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me In history Jesus Christ by his incarnational life accomplished our salvation and the holy spirit is applying this great salvation to every elect sinner who is enabled to believe in Jesus friends therefore we are saved we are being saved and we will be saved holy spirit regenerates us grants us repentance and faith therefore all our sins are pardoned we are justified adopted we are being sanctified and we shall be glorified god saved us number 2 god called us god saved us by his effectual calling of the gospel as it is preached to us by god appointed ministers so saint paul said in romans 10 everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved how then can they call on the one they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them and how can they preach unless they are sent and god has loved you because i am here to preach to you this is your grand opportunity to believe in jesus christ and be saved god calls us with a holy high and heavenly calling He calls us to be his saints. 1 Corinthians 1:2. He calls us to eternal life. 1 Timothy 6:12. He calls us to freedom. Galatians 5:13. He calls us to holiness. 1 Thessalonians 4:7. He calls us to unity, not division, unity. Colossians 3:15. He calls us to fellowship with God's son 1 Corinthians 1:9 He calls us to glory 2 Thessalonians 2:14 God calls us with a holy calling to live a holy life and an obedient life Antinomianism popular in evangelical circles represent a different gospel a different Jesus and a different spirit preachers who preach antinomianism are agents of satan and condemned by christ they produce an unholy worldly church unqualified and unfit to be the bride of christ 
you read second corinthians 11 and galatians 1:6 through 8 friends we are called to holiness so titus 1:1 we are told Paul a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ for the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness anyone who practices sin is not saved 1 Thessalonians 4:7 for God did not call us to become impure but to live a holy life in 2 Timothy 2:19 nevertheless God's solid foundation stands firm sealed with this inscription the lord knows those who are his and everyone who confesses the name of the lord must turn away from wickedness Hebrews 12:14 make every effort to live in peace with all men and be holy without holiness no one will see the lord and Jesus taught us in the sermon on the mount blessed are the pure in heart they will see the lord friends god justifies the ungodly to make them godly to be like Jesus Christ God's son justified are always being sanctified never separate justification from sanctification that's what antinomians do Jesus saves us from our sins not in our sins not with our sins so we read he who stole let him steal no longer christians are the light of the world no longer darkness ephesians 5:8 says for you were once darkness that means no longer but now you are light in the lord live as children of light number 3 we are not saved by our works we are saved by god we are not saved by the merit of our works roman catholicism teaches we are justified by saved by faith and works that's not correct theology we are saved by god we are not saved by the merit of our works we were dead in trespasses and sins we were worst sinners like saul of tarsus so saint paul says in ephesians 2 for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not from yourselves it is the gift of god not by works so that no one can boast saint paul talks about his good works as filth 
as dung to be flushed down. So we read in Romans 9, yet before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad in order that God's purpose in election might stand not by works but by him who calls she was told the older will serve the younger. The Pharisee who glories in his works in his works of dung goes home condemned. But the publican who pleads for mercy goes home justified. Number four, grace given us in eternity. We are saved on the basis of God's own eternal purpose achieved by grace alone. God's wise, fixed, and definite plan to save his elect sinners is by grace and love and mercy, not by our good works. And we read Ephesians 2, 4, but because of his great love for us, who is rich in mercy, God made us alive together with Christ. We were dead, sir. Dead. In sin. Grace is the basis of our salvation. We merited eternal death. Grace gave us eternal life. We merited hell. Grace gave us heaven. Grace is the righteousness of Christ. Friends, God's purpose saved us. So we read in Romans 8, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have called according to his eternal purpose. And Ephesians 1.11 listens, friends. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. He doesn't check with you. He doesn't check with his creation. You read today three times, God is going to wipe out Babylon because he decreed it. It is Jesus Christ who runs this world, not anybody else. This grace of salvation was a divine gift of the Father given for us, his elect. And this grace was given to Christ, God's Son, in eternity that he may save us in time. The father loves us as he loves his own son. Can you understand that, sir? John seventeen twenty three. 
it will blow your mind when you understand just that one verse we are loved in eternity past we are loved now in time and we shall be loved in eternity future by all persons of the holy trinity father son and the holy spirit so in all things god always works for our good including in troubles and problems and persecutions and our own death nothing in all creation can cut us off from god's love revealed to us in christ jesus so beloved saints don't be anxious don't be afraid god is with us in us and we are in god we are secure forever god is eternal his gracious plan to save us by his son was eternally hidden in god we were father's gift to his son that he may save us in time by his grace number 5 god revealed this hidden grace now in time thank god it is not just hidden it is revealed to us but now in time in human history this hidden eternal plan of god's grace has been made manifest to the whole world This hidden eternal plan of God's grace has been made manifest to the whole world in the life and work of Jesus of history. He divided time into before Christ and anno domini. So we read in Galatians 4 but when the time had fully come God sent his son born of a woman born under law to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons and because you are sons god sent the spirit of his son into our hearts by whom we cry out abba father but the angel said to them do not be afraid i bring you good news of great joy that will be to for all the people today in the town of david a savior has been born to you he is christ the lord he is savior our savior he is christ he is our lord titus 1 2 and 3 a faith and knowledge resting on the hope of eternal life which god who does not lie promised before the beginning of time and at his appointed season he brought his word to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of god our savior reveals god's eternal plan now revealed Ephesians 1:4 for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight 
First Peter 1 20 and 21 he was chosen before the creation of the world but was revealed in these last times for your sake that you may hear and believe and be saved through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him and so your faith and hope are in God or 1 Corinthians 2 7 no we speak of God's secret wisdom a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began the one thing needful not five things I am asking you the question have you done one thing needful to believe in this Jesus Christ and in this chapter chapter 1 verse 2 8 and 10 we are told Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior the question is is he your Savior your Christ your Lord There is no other savior, sir. Grace is no more hidden. The gospel is preached to every creature and the elect of God from every nation are being saved by grace right now. Grace has been made manifest in Jesus Christ. You want to know grace? You look at Jesus Christ. In his person, in his work you find grace we see grace in his virgin birth in his life in his teachings in his miracles in his death in his burial in his resurrection in his post resurrection ministry in his session as king of kings and lord of lords and in his high priestly intercession for us and so on grace and you will know that God loved you before time eternity past and he will never leave you nor forsake you sir you see Jesus said three times don't be anxious don't be anxious don't be anxious and we read in the Bible don't be afraid don't be afraid I'll be with you always even unto the end of the ages Romans 16 now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God so that all nations might believe and obey him to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ amen Grace is made manifest in the life of Jesus in his first epiphany. That's what word is used in the Greek text. That is in his first coming. And his first coming was in humiliation. Let me read to you Philippians 2 who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped but made himself nothing 
taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to death even death on a cross therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father have you done that sir his people will do it when they hear the gospel they will do it he will save everyone who believes in him But friends, in the second epiphany, he is coming in glory to judge those who refuse to honor him by confessing him as Lord and serving him. 2 Thessalonians 1, 6 through 10. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from his majesty of his power. On the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people, not his holy people, and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. He is not just love. He is also judge. And he is coming again, sir. This Christ Jesus is our savior. There is no other savior. Salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. No other savior. No other sacrifice of atonement. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. I said this Christ Jesus is our savior. There is no other savior. There is no other Lord. No religion can save. No priest, no pope, no pastor. Jesus alone saves all who believe and obey him. Eternal life is in the Son. Did you know that, sir? 1 John 5, 11 and 12. And this is the testimony God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son does not have life. That is eternal life. Number six. Jesus destroyed death and brought to light immortal life for us. Jesus Christ abolished our death, the wages of sin, by his atoning death on the cross. Jesus abolished the death of only of 
those who trust in Jesus he didn't abolish the death of sinners who refused to believe in him through the devil sin entered the world and through sin death has come to every child of adam christ by his death for our sins and in our place defeated the devil and abolished death for us so let me read to you hebrews 2 since the children have flesh and blood he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death that is the devil and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death we are freed sir christ destroyed death for us and we have been set free John 12:31 Now is the time for judgment of this world now the prince of this world will be driven out the devil 1 John 3:8 He who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning the reason son of god appeared was to destroy the devil's work So the essence of the gospel is found in Romans 4:25 also he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification our salvation the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law but thanks be to god who gives us the victory through jesus christ our lord Let me tell you about death sir because you have to die we all must die unless Christ comes spiritual death is separation of soul from god physical death separation of soul from body the third eternal death also known as second death is separation of soul and body from god forever in hell but for us it's a different story let me tell you but when a believer dies his soul goes to be with christ for christians death is according to the bible is gain profit is blessed experience is precious it is better it is to be present with the lord why sir jesus christ abolished our death friends grace destroyed death and grace brought to light for his people immortal life in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ second corinthians 5 we read for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again 
1 Thessalonians 4, we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Glorious resurrection. And in Thessalonians, we read, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Are we going to have a celebration ceremony, sir? Life eternal, friends, is found not in money, not becoming the president of this country, We experience the final fullness of this immortal life only when Christ comes again in glory. So we read, but our citizenship is in heaven. We are already seated with Christ in heaven, sir. Our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Glorification. And even now, Already we have crossed from death to life. Jesus said, John 5, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over death to life. Jesus said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. This fullness awaits us. Glory awaits us, sir. Nothing less than glory awaits us, the people of God. So we read, listen to this. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flesh in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed for the perishable must clothe itself with imperishable and the mortal with immortality when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality then the saying that is written will come true death has been swallowed up in victory It's already done in principle by the death of Christ. Let me tell you, the devil and all his angels and all unbelievers shall experience eternal death when Christ comes again. And so Revelation 20 verse 10, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been, and they'll be tormented day and night forever and ever and ever. 
What about the unbeliever? Then death and Hades will be thrown. And all people whose names are not recorded in the book of life will be thrown into the same lake of fire. Point number seven. This glorious gospel comes to us through the gospel. This glorious salvation is made known to the world through the proclamation of the gospel, especially by Christ-appointed godly ministers. You want to know the gospel? You read 1 Corinthians 15. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Here is the gospel. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Peter and so on. That's the essence of it. And so you believe in Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And we are told... I am not ashamed of the gospel because it alone is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. There is no discrimination, sir. The gospel reveals God's grace of salvation in the person and work of Jesus. So friends, we proclaim the gospel by the power of the Spirit without shame, ready to suffer and die, knowing Jesus triumphed over the devil, demon, sin, death, the world and the flesh and has given us eternal life. It is through the gospel we come to know this. Preaching, God saves his elect sinners. There is no other way to be saved. All the money you are making, you have to leave it. It will not save you. Friends, it is the duty of every believer to share the gospel. It is a sin, sir, not to share the gospel. It is gospel means what, sir? Good news. Gospel alone saves us from eternal death by giving us eternal life. Out of the abundance of the heart, mouth speaks. Every spirit-filled person speaks of Christ. Holy Spirit always glorifies Christ. To share the gospel is to glorify Christ. And you don't believe that? Let me read it to you. When the Counselor, Holy Spirit, comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Not to testify for Christ is to disobey the Holy Spirit Peter and other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his 
own right hand as prince and savior that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel we are witnesses of these things and so is the holy spirit whom god has given to those who obey him obey him especially in bearing witness to jesus christ in context the great commission of jesus himself then jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and surely i am with you always even to the end of the ages friends the gospel alone is good news to sinners condemned to die Jesus will save every publican who cries out to him have mercy upon me a sinner he goes home justified walking and leaping and praising God for grace amazing heavenly father we pray that you help us to be strong in our faith because we were without hope and without god now we are with hope and with god we are not fearful of anything lord help us to testify to this gospel and we pray for those who are outside of christ it is our prayer we beg you to grant them faith yes. to believe in jesus and be saved this we pray in jesus name amen Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Reverend P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.